The season is upon us, and I'm not talking about the holiday season. We're bringing you all our Easter Conference predictions. We have some hot takes and even hotter bets. Also, don't miss out on free money. That's right, free money with Liam's Locks. But first, know it all, run that shit back. All right, so we're back again. You know, we took a little bit of a break. We um, we had to, you know, re-energize ourselves from that marathon that we put oh. you guys through. Uh, <laughs> had to get the body um, recovered. Had to get the electrolytes. Yeah, I, was gonna say, um, I know, I know. Liam and I were. Uh, it was literally like we were in a coma after we were just, we painstakingly went through all our notes and everything for you guys, and uh, we appreciate everyone who listened. Uh, we got some feedback, and uh, some people appreciated it. So. You know, it was good to hear. Good to hear those kind words, even for our mediocre advice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shout out to Morgan, avid listener to the podcast, Morgan Diver. Yeah, appreciate um, it. That's that's what I'm going to shout out on this episode. She reached out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and also also your boy, Nate, too. And my boy, yeah. Nate, yeah. yeah he, he actually he reached, he reached out. out and uh, he's like, Harden's a shooting guard, dude. And so that's how I knew <laughs> he was listening to the podcast. And I said, yeah, <laughs> shooting guard that yeah. has the ball the whole game. But <laughs> yeah, to each yeah. His own. so He'll be, he'll be both. So yeah. we'll be, yo, we're covered on both there. And then, uh, yeah, but shout him out. He appreciate it. He was looking, uh, told him to look to the pod if he wants any, uh, extra advice. Cause he is, a uh, he's knowledgeable about basketball. Give him yeah. that a little bit. Um, yeah. So shout out to everyone who listened, who, uh, took some advice. We appreciate it. Hopefully now, hopefully this will interest you because there might be some debate. Um, not going to lie. We're going to, there's a lot of scratches and like repositioning arrows and stuff for some of these teams. Cause man, this is, this East is crazy. So what we're going to talk about is the Eastern conference rankings, like our predictions, what we think they're going to place. Um, but yeah, some of these are like just crazy. I don't know about you, Liam, but it was so hard for me to place some of these teams. Yeah, man. When I, as I was doing this and I know we touched on this a couple episodes ago, but I think the East is pretty deep this year. Like all of a sudden I was like, wow, these are all good teams. And I'm at like number seven good teams. Like, yeah these teams that think they're pushing for the playoffs, I think it's going to be a lot tougher than, uh, than, yeah, I, I definitely, seems. I definitely think it's a lot deeper this year. Um, like we will compare and go through the whole discussion between the West and stuff. Um, but yeah, I definitely think it's a lot deeper and, and uh, definitely gonna be a lot more quality in terms of teams that get in. Like last year was what, like five teams. Um, uh, this year will definitely be like six or seven. So, and not to mention like at least the teams might not be as quality, but at least the nine, like, 8, 9, 10, 11 will be, like, fun to watch to play in. Like, they won't, I don't think they'll upset anyone by by any means, but it'll be fun to watch them, um, like, for the playing game. Yeah. All right. So, um, we're, so we're not only going to do that, but Liam also prepared some, a treat, have a treat for you guys. A special with, holiday uh, treat. Special holiday treat with not only the Liam Locks, like you guys love, uh, making you money every week. Yeah. And, but also he's going to name off some breakup potential, uh, breakup potential, for some of these players that are in these teams in the East. And One sure player for each team. I got a breakout. Um, yeah, yeah. Most of them are young players, obviously. But yeah, uh, yeah it's kind of breakout important uh, role mm-hmm. players. So and just because uh, you love to give the role players and the, and the yeah. potential breakouts some love. Exactly, exactly. And honestly, but if you say if you say Otto Porter for Chicago, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm just turning <laughs> out the podcast. <laughs> don't worry. I uh, I traded Otto Porter in fantasy, so I'm not. I don't care about him anymore. You're not invested anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Otto, fair. thanks for the memories, but um, I'm no longer team automatic. So it's over. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So we have the, those are the couple of treats we have. Uh, Liam blessed us. This um, like what is it? 
four five days four days before Christmas whenever you guys five celebrate. Days. So yeah, well, I, I celebrate the twenty fourth. So oh. well, you know, we're, we're we're touching everyone. We're touching everyone. Twenty fourth, twenty fifth. You know, for for your orthies, Orthodox uh, in the the seventh of January, sixth January, a week later. Um, but anyways, so we'll get right down to it. How do you want to do this? Do you want to go from bottom up or do you want to go from uh, top down? I think we should go from. Ooh, that's kind of a tough question, actually. Should we go let's, bottom let's, up? So that I would we say let's do bo- let's let's do bottom up. Um, we're gonna go through these the bottom teams pretty like much quicker than we will yeah. for the top teams because we don't want to get into that garbage. Because five um, games into the season, thing. no one's gonna care about these teams anyway. Because exactly, they're yeah. all gonna be stuck. <laughs> I think. Yeah. And having said that, I said that the East is deep, and I think there's some real whipping boys at the bottom of this Eastern Conference who are <laughs> yeah, going to get yeah. killed. And you're yeah, gonna have so like too. twenty wins. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I totally agree. It's gonna be bad, and it's funny because you see, like, I don't know if you looked at any projections in terms of like uh, average wins and stuff, but I took a glance at some, and like, man, the the, the bottom, some of the bottom, these, these bottom three teams are like projected to get like twenty to twenty five wins. It's terrible. Yeah, and uh, and it could be even less. Like honestly, uh, it probably uh, will be. I I, d- yeah, I bet probably. you there's a team in the teens and wins this season for sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, so. Without further ado, let's get started. Um, Liam, you can go first. Name me your number 15. My 15th place team in the East, Detroit Pistons. Um, they are oh, just kind nice. of a mess. They <laughs> they seem like they're, even if they have, like guys like Blake Griffin or anyone who's going to perform, Derek Rose, like they're for sure going to either trade or buy those guys out. Um, this yeah. is an absolute rebuild and it's the very start mm-hmm. of a rebuild because they don't even have very many young players. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going yeah. Detroit Pistons in 15. Yeah. My breakout player okay. for the Pistons, who I think is uh, is a good quality prospect, just got drafted, Killian Hayes. Um, think I he's going to be a, given every opportunity to drive the bus here because um, there's yeah. just not many other good players. So he's my breakout player on a sad, sad Detroit Pistons team in last yeah. place in the East. Yeah, I agree. And uh, actually, let's do let's do 15 to 11. Just give me your 15 okay. to 11. Be, yeah. So we'll get him a bit, and then sure. we'll, we'll talk about the teams in between because we'll probably have similar, I feel. Fair so we don't have to go through everyone. 14, so get, another yep. sad, sad team, and they could easily finish last as well. <laughs> Man, yeah. these teams suck. Cleveland Cavaliers <laughs> in 14. Um, yeah. <laughs> they're they're God, just a so really sad franchise without LeBron, it's, obviously. Just, just, a, just say, I mean, they're a sorry-ass franchise. They're yeah, they are. Franchise. They're a sorry-ass <laughs> franchise. Um, I've got Isaac Okoro as a breakout player. was playing really well in the preseason. Um, so, yeah, good for you, Isaac. You're going to win yeah. 10 games this season. Um <laughs> but you can have fun while doing it, being a good player on your team. Uh, 13, <laughs> it just keeps oh, another pile <laughs> of poop. Uh, the New York Knicks, may, maybe slightly better than those two teams. I see those two as the definite definite last two. But, you know, the Knicks could slide yeah. in there too. I wouldn't put it past yeah. them. Um, and I, think, I think Tom Thibodeau is going to play um, to win some games. Right? Like I don't true. think he's going like, to fool around. He, he's not the type to um, to like play a lot of young players and, like, Play them a lot of minutes. Yeah, so. exactly. But anyways, continue. Um, yeah, for them, you you make a good point what you just said there. So maybe this isn't a great pick. But uh, I have Emmanuel quickly just because he kind of went <laughs> off in the preseason game the other day. And I was yeah. like, is this Hero 2.0? Um, so I'm, I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm I surprised you didn't have a... Uh, that's fair. I, I'm surprised you didn't have... Um, like Mitchell Robinson. I don't know if he, if he qualified for your breakout. Because he, did he didn't have the greatest season last year. Um and people were thinking that he's going to take the leap last year. I think he, he could break out, but the 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 word on the street is they're going to be starting Nerlens Noel, 
And Robinson yeah, just okay. never, like we touched on it last time, he never quite mm-hmm. gets over 25 minutes and he's always fouling oh, out. Yeah. I love him as a, as an exciting shot blocker, um, young player, but yeah, if he gets there this year with, uh, with the minutes going to be down, Thibodeau does not really love young players and it looks like he's going to be starting a well anyway. So I went like a super deep long shot quickly um, just for uh, Tyler Hero 2.0 potential. Fair, fair. I agree. I like that. I mean, we, we, even our, in our draft, um, kind of pre-draft uh, predictions, we, we liked Emmanuel quickly too. So um, I like him as a prospect and hopefully he can do something. We'll see. SEC uh, player oh, yeah, of the so, year last year, by the way. Oh, there you go. Kentucky player I mean, will that, not be winning that this year. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, no, I was gonna say that's a lot different between year to year. Um, number twelve, I've got the Hornets. Kind of like the Hornets. I've been seeing some. You saw those Lamelo ball passes on Sports Center and uh, House of Highlights, Dan. Man's chucking no, the ball all over the court. Oh, passes, yeah, 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 yeah I did, passes. Yeah. Um, so yeah. he looks like he's gonna be fun. You got Gordon Hayward. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, like, especially speaking of Lamelo, I just wanted to say something like. That that pass where he like kind of he was breaking out and he like led the person right in front because like, like a yeah. soft pass. I don't know if you saw it, it was like an underhand yeah. pass. That was, Bro, that was, that so was nasty. nasty. That was that was disgusting. It was but so anyways, good continue. that when you're watching it, it was like, wait, where's the ball going right now? And then it yeah, went no, to the other honestly, guy, and I was like, wait, what? How did that happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, oh, that was, was so really nasty. cool. Hopefully yeah, he yeah. does. And, but then, that. but then it, it takes away from the fact that he goes like one for seven. Oh yeah, <laughs> but we just we saw those like highlights of like oh, three yeah. passes. Well, that's, yeah. yeah, he's a mellow ball. He's gonna be going one for seven, but he's gonna be on house of highlights with one pass that in a twenty point blowout. That's gonna be the season probably. Um, yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> but he, it could be fun. Gordon Hayward, yeah. PJ Washington maybe takes a step. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a young core there. So I see them a, a little bit a level above which isn't saying much above those other three dirty garbage yeah. teams. Um, okay. My breakout for them, this is a deep cut as well, is Cody Martin. Um, one of oh, the Martin okay. twins. You remember they used to play Nevada, for Nevada? Nevada? Yeah. The Wolfpack? Yeah. Yeah. So I've got Cody Martin. Um, oh, good defensive okay. player. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not too much to <laughs> say on him other, other than that. Yeah. Uh, moving on in 11. So the, the last of my... Um, sorry, excuse for franchise teams in the Eastern <laughs> Conference here that won't even be in a playing game is the Chicago Bulls just missing out on that playing game. I see them as a level above the Hornets. Um, taking a steps in, in the right direction, the Bulls, they've obviously got young players. Um, they got rid of their god awful coach they had last year, Jim Boylan. Oh, yeah. And they oh, signed, uh, or they, they, they hired Billy Donovan. Billy um, Donovan, yeah, an NBA coach. Yeah, exactly. So I have <laughs> a lot of people are saying Kobe White breakout. I'm all for that, but I'm actually going with Wendell yeah. Carter Jr. Just acquired yeah, him in like fantasy too. I think he's going to yeah. be passing I dra- the ball I drafted more. him. Yeah, there you go. He's going to be chucking threes this year as well. So I have mm-hmm. him emerging into, I could see him having a bit of a stat profile, kind of like Bam Adebayo um, as a big who's yeah. passing and uh, solid defensively. Yeah, I just hope the culture has changed in terms of uh, Billy Donovan, like you said, because Man, like last year, they just looked like a just a sorry ass team that just didn't want to be on the court. They weren't playing for each other. They weren't even like doing anything together. Um, they didn't make much changes this year, so I'm hoping that doesn't like roll over. Uh, hopefully, the culture change comes with Billy Billy Donovan. But yeah, like it, it was just not fun basketball to watch, like the Chicago Bulls, and that's why partially why I didn't keep Wendell Carter mm-hmm. uh, because they were just so sorry last year. It was even like hey, one, one any, man's any, trash. Any one man's trash is yeah, another man's treasure. Sure. But um, I, I couldn't let you get Mikel Bridges though, so that's why I, that's why I didn't. No. I traded Bridges away Bridges right isn't your trash. No one's trash. Love him. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. So what, what's your fifteen to eleven? 
Uh, so for me, um, I, we have the same bottom three essentially. It's a different order. I have Cle- Cleveland fifteen. You had Pistons fifteen, right? Yeah. Um, sorry, ass team. Not much to say about that. Just <laughs> ba- the front court, just I don't know what what it is. You have Larry Nance, Kevin Love, Andre Drummond. It's a mess, is what it I is. I don't know. It's a mess. Yeah, they're they have two rookie or two really young uh, point guard shooting guards with Garland and um, uh, Sexton, but they're just shooting like thirty <laughs> percent. So like, I mean. I don't know. They're just really young, dysfunctional. I don't trust them to do anything. So that's my 15. 14 of the Pistons. So we swap. That's where we swap. Doesn't really matter though. They're still both pretty trash. I It'll think be a fun uh, battle Pistons... to see who gets that one right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's gonna come down yeah. to a, a game, a one game. Oh, and did did we mention that? Are we gonna? Do you want to do a betting on this, or like how do you want to do it? Yeah. No, I, like I mean, not for these ones, or like we could just do like the, the oh yeah spots if we want. Uh yeah no I'm okay. down to I'm down to include all of them. Maybe we do the playoff spots like teams in playoffs we get a point if we get them right and a half point for teams outside of the playoffs just because it's less less important okay right? cool okay yeah so sounds good i mean i feel like for the majority we're probably gonna get the same but yeah um i don't know i feel like we're gonna have like i, I think i think could I, put different teams in different places here i think yeah. we might have some different Hopefully but you said like different. plus one for teams inside playoffs. So do you, is that like certain order or just like to make it inside so like playoffs? If, if you're, I don't know, say if you're third place team, you pick the Raptors, you'd get one point. And, but if you're oh, like correct positioning. Correct yeah. Positioning but if you're, if your okay, 13th place predicted team is the Knicks, then you'd get a half point if you got that right. Oh, because they're outside playoffs. Yeah. Okay, so you get cool, cool. an extra half point for teams in the, for predicting got the it, playoff got it, got team it. rather than a non-playoff team. Okay, cool. All right, so that's what we'll do. That we'll we'll at the end of the season we'll like sum it up and uh, we'll figure out. Uh, okay, so then yeah, so then the thirteen we had the same Knicks. Um, oh, actually, just another point on the Pistons. Uh, I do believe that they're probably before the trade deadline when they know well when they see that they're like twenty wins, twenty five wins, they're gonna probably start selling uh, a lot of players. I think Blake Griffin's gonna be a player that's gonna probably be gone. Derek uh, Rose ca- for contract, sure. <laughs> Derek Rose for sure. So like a lot of the, I think some of these guys are gonna be gone. Um, they could be they could be pretty valuable. Like if Blake Griffin decides to like be like at least be pretty well, like maybe like eighty percent of Blake Griffin or something, uh, I still think he'd be pretty valuable in the playoff team. So I think a lot of pe- team might want him. And Detroit is not going for playoffs, so you might as well just trade him off. Same with Derrick Rose; he's a valuable like backup point guard. Um, and, so, then yeah, season, <laughs> and then it's Doomboya season, baby. And then it's Doomboya season. Doomboya, yeah. Um, and then so yeah, thirteen have Knicks. Not much to be said. You kind of already talked to that. Uh, 12, I have the Bulls. So that's where we differ a bit. I'm pretty low on the Bulls, to be honest. I don't really trust them to do anything. Uh, they didn't really make any... I don't see a lot of big steps for anyone other than maybe Kobe White, but that doesn't take them like much for, past from where they were before. Um, I think the Bulls are still going to be pretty bad. And they, and yeah, I don't know. I think I hope the culture changes. I mean, Chicago is a big basketball city, so hopefully for them, something changes. Yeah. I don't know what it's going to be, but uh, yeah, not really... Don't really have that much hope on them. Uh, in the 11th spot, I have the Magic. So I just have them just missing out the, the final playoff spot. Um, they kind of they lost one of the best. I mean, they lost a backup point guard who was really good for them, DJ Augustine, in terms of regular season play. Yeah. And uh, and then they lost one of their best rising stars, or not stars, but rising players um, in um, Jonathan, Isaac. Jonathan Isaac, unfortunately, with that hor- horrible uh, accident. Or not accident, but injury. Um, so, yeah, so I don't see much. They didn't really improve much other than getting, uh, drafting, um, uh, Cole Anthony. Um, they didn't really sign anyone, did they? Off the top of my head, I can't really think. 
Um, they got the Okiki. Okiki back. He was out last season. He might be fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, but no, I don't think I he mean, moves the needle too much. Yeah. yeah, um, so, yeah. No, I don't know. I don't think they. Yeah. But, uh, they yeah. So, anyway, anyway, so I have, I have Magic at 11. So, those are my like bottom four before we waste also, any more time uh, on these. Uh, well, I was going to say DJ Augustine, five. by the way, game one playoff assassin. Uh, back to back years, they beat the they beat the two seed Raptors and the and the one seed Bucks in game ones. Yeah, and he was uh, yeah, leading the way. So if you ever that's have true. a game play- one and you're a huge underdog, call DJ Augustine. Exactly. There you go. There you go. Le- 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 honestly, maybe you should be a scout just yeah. just for the game one game one playoffs. Just for game ones. <laughs> just for one. That's all you need. Just game one. Um, yeah. Okay. So give me now. We get into the nitty gritty here. Give me your ten to seven. So I'll kind of briefly kind of just who people are not familiar with the kind of the play i mean this is brand new for everyone essentially uh but how the playoffs is gonna work this year um so from seven spot to the 10th spot you'll be eligible for playoffs essentially but you'll be in the play-in tournament so you won't get automatic bid as a lot of college basketball enthusiasts would know you don't get automatic bid to the playoffs you got to play in for it um like a so conference seven, tournament like a mid-major like a conference, conference tournament, tournament. <laughs> yes exactly so from seven so seventh and eighth place will play a game. The winner of that will make it automatically into the playoffs. As the and then the winner seed, right? as a seventh seed, correct. Yeah, thank you for adding that. And then from nine to t- the ninth place and the tenth place team teams will play. The winner of that will play the loser of the seventh and eighth place team. Uh and then the loser of that, so the they would play the loser and the winner would play each other. And then the winner of that game will enter the uh, playoffs as the eighth seed. So so essentially the nine and ten. Um, spots have to like whichever two games in team row. have to win two re- games in a row essentially, and, and then the seven, seven or eight just have to win a win. Yeah, lose in a row or just win one to get into yeah. playoffs. Yeah, so that's essentially how it works. Um, I actually kind of like it. It's a little bit, a little I bit of college basketball, no one and done type thing. Um, exactly. I yeah. agree. So, and it gives some like some of the teams have something to play for too, right? Yeah, so, it's fun. Hopefully, minimize tanking a little bit. Just because, yeah, yeah, if you're hanging around the 11-12 seed, you're not out of it. As you, in previous years, you're probably like, oh, we'll just pack in the towel with 10 games left. Maybe this time, yeah, I don't exactly. know. You never know. You could snag a 10 seed and catch lightning in a bottle. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Okay, so now that we got that covered, uh, we'll give give me, Liam, your 10 well, to 7. My play-in team. Because we'll, we'll do the play-in teams. Yeah. yeah. At 10, I've got the Orlando, Orlando Magic. Um, yeah, you're a little lower on them. I do agree that they they're miss they lost DJ Augustine and, and Jonathan Isaac. But I, honestly, I think Okiki will uh, be able to at least be a good defender. Probably not as good as Isaac was, but he'll be a decent yeah. role player. And I just think the Magic are solid, man. I think uh, yeah. my breakout player for them is, and I don't know, he's already kind of established. Well, he's a big name. Is it's Markel Fultz? Um, I think nice, he. Nice. He's coming but on. He's, he's a big name for like not a good reason though. Yeah, exactly. He's because a big name because he he's a big be a bust, huge, basically. A bust, is, yeah, is how he's yeah, exactly. At this point, I yeah. think he's kind of found a good quiet spot to be to continue his development. And I think he uh, drives him into that 10 seed where they'll probably lose. Um, That's fair. <laughs> but yeah, and, yeah. And, and honestly, and it's not really an indictment to Orlando getting much worse. It's more of the, like what teams for me, it's what teams got better, right? Yeah, 100%. Um, so. Yeah. That's why I have him so low, and I guess you have him kind of low too in the ten spot. Yep. Uh, number nine, I've got Atlanta Hawks. Um, people are high on the Hawks, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Like I said, it's a competitive field this year in the East. I don't think the Hawks signing Rondo and Gallinari is a little bit better. Um, Bogdan. Bogdan is better, but I I don't think that takes them above any of the established teams. 
And the team that I have in front, I think, is going to be a little bit better. Um, my breakout player is Nyeka Kungu, another player we liked in the draft. He's a little banged up right now, but I can see him becoming their best big man out of the Capella, Collins, Kungu yeah. uh, trio. I don't know if that'll happen this season, but I think within the next couple of seasons, he's going to be the go-to guy there. And maybe we see at least one of the other two get traded. That could happen this season. A Capella or Collins trade, be on the lookout for that. Okay, cool, cool. Um, I like him. Yeah, we did like him. Yeah. Uh, number eight, I've got the Washington Wizards. Um, just They just traded for West, Russell Westbrook, obviously. Uh, already got Bradley Beal. Um, and we've seen Russell Westbrook absolutely carry a team by himself into the eight seed or seven seed, whatever OKC made um, a couple of years ago in his MVP season. I think with a player like Beal, he's going to be able to, he's not going to have to carry that team um, and they'll actually make it, I don't know, somewhat easily. Um, I see, I don't, I don't see the Hawks or the Magic beat winning any of those playoff play-in games. Um, so I've got the Wizards in the eighth seed and winning that play-in game, making the playoffs. And uh, okay. hey, maybe they even take a game one off the Bucks or Raptors. Or, well, won't be Raptors Ooh, in first, bold, but whoever's up there. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> since we've seen the Bucks struggle in game ones. Okay, seven. And this is where I start to see the teams get a little bit better. I think the Wizards are a decent, all right, okay-ish team. Um, but the Pacers is, is who I have at, at number seven. And I like them actually as a team who could not win a playoff series, but could be a little bit frisky, maybe take a game or two. Hopefully a little friskier yeah. than they were last season. They got a whole yeah. depot coming back. Sabonis, I'm a huge fan of. I see him taking another step this year and just continuing to be one of the elite big men in the conference. Um, Malcolm Brogdon, solid. The Holiday brothers are there playing their defense. Um, uh, well, not the not the main Holiday brother, but the other two are there playing their <laughs> the defense. Other two, the other two. Obviously, and, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just think Indiana is a solid team. They made an interesting coaching move. They they fired Nate McMillan, which is a little weird because I thought he had them yeah. kind of right, at least right where they should be. Maybe even punching above their weight a little bit. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, I think the Pacers mm-hmm. are a solid team. Oh, I didn't give my my breakout player for the Wizards. My breakout yeah, player sorry, for the Wizards ahead. is Isaac Bonga. Um, a little nice, bit of a nice. deep cut there, but I see him coming on. Um, a bit of a ball handler, athletic, uh, small forward. Um, and then my breakout for the Pacers is Goga Batadze, um, the Georgian, who uh, was drafted a couple years ago. I think they're going to start to move in the move away from uh, from Miles Turner this year, which is a reason I I continue to love Sabonis. But I think Sabonis and Batadze could be a nice big. Um, Big man combo, so I see him breaking out a little bit this year. Interesting, interesting. I, I like those. I like those takes. All these players are some, some players that people don't really accustomed to. So no, no these are kind of deep. People cuts. watch out. <laughs> yeah, I was say yeah. People watch out. Who knows? If you get one right, you're a genius. So yeah, <laughs> just keep guessing. Exactly. Keep guessing. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, all right. We'll go from so from my ten to seven. Um, ours vary a bit, except for uh, I think one, but we have around the same spot for each team. Uh, so for ten. Um, I have the Hornets. I think I'm a bit more bullish on the Hornets. I think so too. Than you are, um, but I mean, I don't know. I just have, <laughs> I just have faith. I think I like their young core. I love, I love, like I love Gordon Hayward. So maybe that's why I'm a little bit biased. I love Gordon Hayward if he's healthy. Just a good guy, um, which he's not right now. Yeah, just a good guy. I know. Um, very uh, avid fan of esports, which I appreciate. 
Um, and he, I don't know, like he's, he's injured now, but it's nothing too serious from what I've read. So hopefully he'll be able to play majority of the season. If he does, he's an absolute great, great playmaker and ad- addition, like a veteran addition to the team. Um, I think Lamella Ball, this is why probably I'm a little bit high on him because I think Lamella Ball is going to win Rookie of the Year. Um, I think he's a fa- he's always also a favorite in uh, in Vegas. I mean, pr- um, I'm not sure, like I'm sure you know, um, but he's a, a Rookie of the Year favorite. Yeah. Um, I love their pieces around them. Um, I just think it's not. I don't think it'll be hard to squeeze into the 10th spot considering all the bad teams we named like underneath or for the majority of the part. Agreed. So I think, I think uh, getting Hornets um, in the playoff spot, I'm not sure what their odds are in Vegas for going to the playoff spot um, or a playing in tournament spot. But anyways, I think it wouldn't be bad to bet on that. Um, so I have them at 10. Uh, I have the Wizards at nine. So this is where we have it a little bit flipped from the eight, nine spot. Um, I think this is going to be really close between Atlanta and, and Atlanta 8. So I think it's going to be really close between the two for the 8-9 spot. Um, the Wizards, I love what they like the acquisition of Westbrook. Um, I think even if they do play 8-9, this is just regular season, right? So I think if they do play the 8-9 spot, I think the Wizards actually beat Atlanta, even with all their depth because of their two stars that they have. Um, but I think in regular season play, I think the depth stuff are going to help Atlanta. So I think they're going to just edge out a few more wins than, than the Wizards are. Fair enough. Um, yeah, it's not a bad shot at all, actually. Yeah, so the the Wizards, I have them at nine. Love Westbrook, love Beal. Um, the supporting cast will be fun to watch with Westbrook. Uh, a lot of threes, but I, I just don't think they're going to win that many games to get them any higher, especially the teams we have from one to six are really good. So, yeah, I have them at nine. Uh, I have Atlanta at eight. Um, I love who they acquired. Um, it's obvious that their goal is to make playoffs. They're going to do everything they can to make playoffs. Um, whether they do anything in playoffs probably won't, <laughs> probably won't be a thing, but um, I, d- I have them on my eighth spot because I love who they added. Um, like we mentioned before, those players, and I think Trey Young is just going to take another step. Um, I know he was amazing last year. I think he'll just be a little even if it's a little bit better, he'll be better. I don't know about John Collins. That's a big iffy one, and it reflected on our like fantasy basketball rankings that we did because I just don't see like I don't know unless he be like is an amazing defender this year for some reason. And he just like starts popping off. I don't. I just don't see him taking a huge step. Um, it's just He's so not going to be amazing defender this season. So <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I don't know. I just don't know. Um, uh, but anyways, it doesn't matter. I still think as a whole they're a pretty good team, and I have them in my eighth spot. Um, like you said, the se- the seven have the Pacers. They're like the odd man out out of the top six that we're about to name. Top six, I would say, are elite of the East, and yeah. then the Pacers are just out that outside that. Yeah, uh, looking fair. in. Uh, but I, I do love Indiana. Uh, Indiana. Um, Victor Oladipo, um, for my sake, I hope he's really good because I have him in a keeper league. Um, please, Oladipo, if you're listening to this, I need, I need you to be as good as your voice this year. Man has an ama- amazing voice, by the way. Um, the mass singer. <laughs> but, uh, the mass singer, yeah. So I just, I just hope, I really hope that he's uh, back to at least somewhat of his old form. Um, but yeah, I have the Pacers 7. Love them. Love who they have on their team. I love Malcolm Brogdon. <coughs> Oh, he's just gonna. I think he's just solid. Continue. He's gonna. He's gonna continue. He's doing what he's doing. Loves a bonus. Even with Turner, they have a different dimension to throw in there. Um, so he might be gone. Who knows by the trade deadline? But hey, he's a I think, he's a uh, piece though that I think if they wanted to improve, they could maybe they could use him because I think he he would be valued around the league. Big that blocks shots, yeah. shoots threes. Yeah, so I think the only concern with him is, and that's why they wanted kind of there was that rumor with um him and Gordon Hayward in terms of like that swap. Yeah. Um, but then Celtics turned it down because they didn't want Turner. That's how much. Um, I think he's a valuable piece. Yeah. I think I think because he's such a big guy 
and he, offensively he's really pretty good. It just I feel like um, from what I've heard and read that um, a lot of teams in the NBA um, kind of watch some of his games, and he was just getting bullied by the bigger big men in the league, mm. like kind of the like Joel Embiid's and stuff like that. So for someone who's that big and you can't defend big people, then that's kind of like a little bit of a um, a oh. slate on you. But I still think he's a valuable piece in terms of trading. I think a lot of people will look at him. He's a three point shoot. He's pretty good from the three point line. Um, good, like you said, good shot blocker. Um, just a defense is a little bit of a question, but or physicality, I should say. But yeah, love, love the Pacers. All right, so here, how do you want to do it? Because this is gonna be like this is gonna be juicy. I don't know. Like I'm, this is one to six. I think we're gonna be very different. I feel. I think yeah, we might let's be very go. Different. Why don't we go six to four and then three to three to one? To, yeah, so let's the, do that. Um, also, by the way, I I took the liberty of looking up for you, Danny boy, and uh, Charlotte Hornets yeah. to make the playoffs is at four point six right now. So. Bet ten dollars okay. payout with forty forty six sixty. That's not so bad. You only have to win two games, right? If they make it in that playoff well, spot, they got to so. make yeah, they got to make the ten spot and then win two in a row. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if uh, if you're into that, then I, I don't <laughs> think that's a horrible number um, for no, them I don't because think so I do think that ten seed is achievable for them. Um, yeah. So yeah, not a not 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 an awful show. So is that is that is that so is that to get into the playing spot or is that to make playoffs? That, that's that to make playoffs. Point? So you'd, they'd have to make be playoffs? part of the okay. eight. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. All right. Cool. All right. Honestly, um, I, might, I might put a, sorry. I just might put a, a cheeky tenor on that though. There you go. Who knows? <laughs> that would be cheeky. Right, go ahead. <laughs> um, at six, I've got your Toronto Raptors. Um, a little okay. low on the Raptors, but I think I was gonna say. as a six seed, again, this is regular season. I would, I, mm-hmm. I think the Raptors are a better playoff team, a little, little super frisky, obviously play hard. Um, yeah, I'm on the record as saying love how the Raptors play, even though I'm I was a little late to the bandwagon in terms of Raptors fans. Yeah, you were, you were. Um, but love their players. I think in the regular season, I just this isn't really an indictment on the Raptors. I just think there is some stacked teams that I can see finishing mm-hmm. in front of them. Um, but so I see them maybe falling in the sixth seed. Obviously, could be a little higher. Um, yeah but not a team that I would want to be facing first round of the playoffs. I'll tell you that for sure. Also playing in Tampa could be a little, little tough. Obviously if they were at in Canada and had the the awesome fans um, at every home game, maybe I'd have them a little bit higher, but yeah, playing in Tampa Bay, no fans, no sixth man um, (laughs) could be, could be tough for them. So I've got them in the sixth seed, but not a team I'd want to play in the playoffs. Okay. Fair, fair. I definitely have um uh, a decent amount higher than you do, but uh, yeah. we'll get to that when uh, yeah. All right, um, five. I have oh my breakout player for the Raptors is Malachi Flynn. Um, we already <laughs> talked about him. I'm I'm a kind of a big part of not big part, but I follow a lot of uh, Raptors Twitter, and man. So many people are, are gassing up Malachi Flynn after after Add the preseason. Add me to the list. Put me on the oh. list as one of the gassers. I don't, hey, I, I don't, I don't hate it. I do not hate it. But man, they're all over Malachi Flynn. Like Let's do every it. every tweet, all over him. Uh, but yeah, I, I love him. I'm really excited to see what he, he, he could do in an actual like NBA setting. Like preseason's preseason, right? We're not gonna. Um, I mean, people get excited, but it's at the end of the day, it's preseason. Um, so I'll be excited to see uh, what part he plays in Raptors, uh, and how he takes off the season. I didn't, I wasn't so like, I, I wasn't, I liked the pick, but I, I wasn't like seeing the tweets. Now, if you show me a tweet now and then before the draft, when they, when they're like, uh, or at the draft, when they drafted him, I would have been like, wow, you're crazy. People are the going buzz crazy. Is there. Eh? Yeah. The buzz hey. is there. Yeah. Yeah. 
the six buzz. Um, <laughs> exactly. At exactly. five, I have the Boston Celtics. Um, I think missing Kemba okay. might hurt them a little bit in terms of getting a higher seed. Although Kemba mm-hmm. is not their best player. Tatum, we know he's going to take a big step up, right, Dan? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Jalen Brown. Jason Tatum. We, I love Jalen Brown too. He'll take a big step up. So I'm not super, super worried about Kemba in terms of like them free falling. I do think maybe he stops them from being one of the truly, truly elite, like top two seed in the East. Um, so I've just got them at five there just for that reason. They also don't really like they, they signed Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson was really good four or five years ago. I'd, I would have to see him play like he was in the 2016 finals to actually believe that he could could really really make a difference um yeah. so i still think that center spot is a little bit weak um when you kind of look around at like he's going to be having to play against Embiid, um a huge i know they're not traditional bigs but big players like durant and uh and um yanis in the east um so i think their big spot it was their weakness a little bit last year and it might be a little bit this year, unless Tristan rolls back the clock. Um, yeah, I like Tristan Thompson. Uh, I like that pickup, but yeah, they definitely need a, they needed some more size. Uh, I think. Yeah, it will help, definitely Tyson help with body. size. Like he yeah, is a good matchup um, for a guy like Embiid defensively. Um, yeah. If he can be staying on the court and playing as met a lot of minutes and yeah, kind of rolling the clock back a bit could agree, work out. It's and, definitely yeah. worth and the, the, I think, the roll of the dice. Yeah. And and this was the uh, so that the you'll find guess you guys find out the the Celtics on my list those are one of the ones I like scratched out so I had I was kind of doing this before I just had stuff in my mind but that can that Kemba injury just scares me like it, it scares me a lot because if they don't like he's obviously one of their integral pieces offensively uh, on their team and if they unless Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown which Jalen Brown's already been doing uh, Marcus Smart and like then Romeo Langford's and um, who else do they like guard they have at the guard position. Um, I don't know, so I forgot who they drafted off the top of my head, but they need to like step it up and they'll need to like, fill in a huge void that Kemba to Kemba's like a 20 point game score, like right? So you're gonna have to fill that void up, and that's what's very scary for me, um, for the Celtics, especially because it could be a long, a longer injury than people anticipate. Hey, maybe the guy we shouted out, uh, Peyton Pritchard might fill it in, he's been pretty yeah, good maybe. this season, yeah, um, maybe, <laughs> but yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, my breakout player for the Celtics is quite possibly the most dominant college basketballer I've watched in the last couple of years. And it's Grant oh, okay. Williams. Um, Grant he was Williams. a monster okay. at Tennessee. Uh, he was on that awesome team with Schofield and, um, and Turner and uh, Jordan bone a couple of years ago that, that lost in sweet 16 to Purdue, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But he was kind of a, he was a rookie last yeah, year. With, with, with that, was it that, was it that, that, uh, that, that buzzer Edwards. beater from uh Carson Edwards. Oh my God. Tennessee, my, am I uh, going to my finals? Me, and they yeah, were looking yeah. good. Oh, they, they were, were looking, looking so good. good. Yeah. And then that, that was a, that was a killer. I'm pretty sure like I punched a punch of drywall yeah. <laughs> after, after that happened. So yeah, that was just an awesome, that was just an awesome college basketball team. Awesome college basketball player. And I think he takes another step this year. There's talk mm-hmm. Daniel that with, um, with Kemba out to start the season, they might not just start Jeff Teague. They might actually start or get Grant Williams more minutes um, Interesting. Okay. and slide Marcus Smart over to point guard and Jalen Brown to shooting yeah. guard. And then and have, that was uh, a, Williams with Tatum. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, that was a big addition like Jeff Teague. If they didn't get him, um, they must've known that there was something wrong with Kemba because if they yeah. didn't get him, like that position would have been like empty, empty. 
yeah. that would be even harder for them to kind of compete in a very stacked top uh, six East. Yeah. So I've got uh, Grant Williams showing showing a bit more of what he did at Tennessee when he was unplayable. Um, yeah, nice, my breakout. Nice. Moving up to number four, I've got the Miami Heat. Um, you're defending nice. Eastern Conference champions, Dan. Um, I know Miami Heat. I, mean, uh, I made some money off. I made some money off of that. So there you great. go. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just think Jimmy Butler is a winner, man. Uh, he's yeah, going to lead is. that team. Bam's going to keep growing. Tyler Hero will keep growing. They've got one of the best three-point, most lethal three-point shooters in the league, and and Big Dunk. Um, <laughs> they don't. They they got proven winners like Iguodala on the team. Um, my breakout player, and it's not really. I guess this one wouldn't be a breakout player with the top ones. It's kind of hard to find a breakout player on these top teams yeah. more. So I went with more of a like could be a, a underrated key to success. And uh, I think the signing of Avery Bradley could be an underrated key to success. Okay, um, okay. Just a guard who's a really really good defender. Yeah. Um, and and they and they needed that right because they they did yeah. lose Jay Crowder to yeah, uh, to exactly. Phoenix. So yep. So yeah. I think he could, uh, we could see him maybe locking down some guys come playoff time as, a, as an important piece. Um, yeah. Maybe locking down like a, a Kemba Walker in a playoff series or a Kyrie Irving like Ka- in a playoff Ka- series. Yeah. Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. On, like, the magic, no yeah. one can, no one can lock Kyle Lowry down. <laughs> let's not, let's not get a, let's not get out of here. Guy's a dog. Guy's yeah, a dog. Guy's a dog. But Yeah. I got the Miami Heat okay, there. Cool. I, I feel like in general, people are a little lower on them. And they were the five seed last year that made the finals, right? Or, mm-hmm. or, or no, they were uh, five seed, I think. Because the they Pacers played. were the four seed, but they swept them as the five seed. I right, right, yeah. Um, but I yeah. know, I see I see them being another really, really good team again. Um, yeah, so that's what I've got as my Okay, cool. That's a, that actually didn't differ too much. Uh, there's one huge difference out of the R3. Um, but yeah, this is a. I think this is going to be a, a pretty hot take, a pretty spicy one. But I have the Nets at six. Ooh, that is pretty I spicy. I have the Nets at six. We've so got, here's my logic. We definitely my got logic. a spice alert. That's probably the spiciest yeah. <laughs> take in the pod so far. So it's a combination of uh, one team I'm very high on, and a team that and the Nets that I'm not the highest on in terms of regular season success. This is strictly regular season. I'm not saying they're not con- a contender to win the Eastern Conference yeah. and go to the finals. Not saying that. But I'm just saying, in terms of just regular season success, I have the Nets at six. Um, primarily for the fact that rest. You know, like going into the season, I think Kyrie and Kevin Durant are going to get a lot of rest. There's obviously going to want some playing time to get um, integrated into their team and stuff like that. Um, but I think they're going to, because of Kevin Durant's coming off a huge injury, Kyrie Irving's like massive, massive injury history. Um, I think they're going to be a little bit more in the cautious side and start and rest them a few games and stuff like that. And I don't think they really have, like, for example, like the Lakers have, they have like the Montrezl Harrell or like Dennis Schroeder to carry them to wins in the regular season when their two stars are sitting, like LeBron James or Anthony Davis. I don't really see them have those people. Like they have Karis LeVert, which is nice, a nice piece, but I don't see them have those, those that, that deep of a team where they could have people carry them to um, regular season success more frequently than if their stars are resting, in my opinion. Um, I don't think that's the only factor. I think that is a factor. Um, I think they're absolutely horrible on defense. I don't know who's who's gonna guard who's gonna guard anyone on that team. Your starting five is gonna be what Kevin Durant, Kyrie, Joe Harris, um, DeAndre Jordan, and like I don't even know who's like the the other man. Who's their point? Who would be their point? Uh, Kyrie. Um, no, I think Karis LeVert maybe, but I think I, I heard he was he wanted to be coming off the bench. 
Um, yeah, I could see him coming off. Like Steve that. Nash. So as like a six man type Manny Ginobili type role, that's what I heard from um, Steve Nash type like like from Levert, that camp. Are you saying Levert's the next Manu Ginobili? Is that Don't, what we're saying? Uh, no, no, no one's ever going to be <laughs> the next, the next Manu that? Ginobili. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put words in my mouth. But uh, no one could ever be the next Manu. There's no one. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I just think like no one's going to be able to defend. Like, and also Spencer Dinwiddie too. So like. Joe Harris not a good def- not a great defender. Kevin Durant just came off an Achilles injury. He's probably gonna be their best defender, but he's not like really a shot block like a hit it off the glass shot blocker like he what once was. Well, I don't think he will be after the Achilles injury, especially not the season after. Kyrie cannot defend. DeAndre Jordan's old. He's not the defender that he used to be when he was like on Lob City. So like I mean, I don't I don't see who's gonna defend anyone. I think they'll be like top three offensively in the NBA. Um, but I think they're gonna be bottom like four, five defensively in the nba so i think because of that i think they're not going to get that many um wins uh, i still think they're definitely going to make that that top tier but in terms of regular season success i just don't think they're going to be there um like top three top two or anything like that I'm not saying that they can't um like i i kind of just want to say that saying that i kind of want to say that this i feel i in my opinion the six to like three range are probably going to be separated by like three to four wins. I think it's going to be super, super close. Like six to three, six to two will be like separated by three or four wins. Like that's what I think. So I think a lot of these are interchangeable. These teams are very similar in, t- in terms of like um, regular season uh, success in my projections. So I just think that it's going to be very close and it's very interchangeable. So what we, what me and you like either agree or disagree on, I think it'll be like a two game, three game difference. Yeah. That's I what I think. I do think it is tough so, to pick them apart yeah it'll be like between um i think like what would we say like 45 to like 50 something wins like because it'll be a shorter season 72 game season i think it'll be like maybe like 40 games 45 games i think so yeah yeah it'll be very close i think it's gonna be very close um so that was my sixth bar uh my fifth is very similar to you i still have the celtics um and that kind of goes with all my scratching i even i scratched a lot with the nets too i like I was a, it was jarring for my brain. Like I, I had to like take a break. Were, after this. Uh, was very. You were the Allen and the Hangover meme with all the numbers in front of your face. Yeah, 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 literally, yeah. That was me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kyrie <laughs> so that was really KD me. Kyrie, Kyrie minus. Yeah. I, don't yeah, know. I, <laughs> I was, I was like, I was, I was like with like like Kyrie like putting the sage in my room. Yeah. Kind of before the game, <laughs> <laughs> just like, like cleansing, <laughs> getting ready for this uh for this podcast because um yeah so. I have the Nets at six. Um, I have the Celtics at five. Um, because there are a lot of reasons you said. Very worried about the Kemba injury. Uh, one of their best players out, Gordon Hayward, left um, to um, Charlotte. So I think they lost a couple big pieces there. Not saying Kemba will be out for the whole season, but I think he's going to be out a lot longer than people anticipated, like I said before. So I think they're definitely going to take a step back in terms of regular season success. Um even though they were kind of around this range anyways, but I think I thought with Kemba there, they could actually take a leap. I think Tatum's going to be amazing. This was, this is why we think Tatum's going to be even better with, with Kemba. He's going to have to sh- carry more of the load, be a, more of a playmaker. Um, so yeah. And, uh, that's why I have my five and at four, I have the heat as well. So I'm, I'm very similar to you in terms of I have the heat. Um, like I said, there's no indictment on the heat. Uh, I think a lot of these teams are going to be like two, three days, like when the games apart in terms of wins, and it's going to be a lot of shuffling throughout the season. And I just I just love the Heat. They're obviously the reigning Eastern Conference champions. They made to the finals in the bubble. Uh, I don't even want to say, you can't even say last year because it wasn't even last year. It was just 
like three months ago, four months, months ago. ago. So yeah, so um, I I really like them. Um, but I just think the team, the three teams that are coming are gonna be better. Um, they kind of just stayed put. They didn't really add, make any huge additions. They didn't make any huge subtractions. So uh, they'll be a fun team to watch again. Um, I think they'll be around four. Yeah. Um. All right. Top three. Right. Yeah. So let's do the top three now. All right. My third place team is the Brooklyn Nets. Um, I actually think, okay, so now that you say that, so I think our our six and three is actually swap. Yeah, it is. Because <laughs> I'm going to have the Raptors at their three, so. Yeah, I have the Brooklyn Nets there. And uh, you ever see that interview that Durant did when Golden State was playing the Clippers before the Clippers got Kawhi? And uh, yeah, yeah, they were yeah. talking about, like, He's like, they're like, his reporter's something like, did Patrick Beverly get under your skin? And he's like, I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. Yeah. I'm Kevin <laughs> yeah. Durant. I love that interview. And that's why they're going to yeah. finish third, I think. That's why they have him as think so? It's Kevin Durant, Dan. Um, I know he he's is not going to be as healthy, but I think he's looked pretty good in the preseason. And He looks silky. I think he was ready. I think he could have came back and played in the bubble, to be honest. Um, you like think he, so? It, there was talk he was going to come back like – yeah, I heard that. I don't know if I so, believed it, but I yeah. definitely heard it. I honestly think he could have been ready. I think he's been rehabbing hard. He's he wants he's got his own team now, kind of. I guess if I guess sharing it with Kyrie a little bit, but he uh, yeah. he's not on the Warriors anymore. Where this is where if he gets a championship now, people aren't going to be calling it um, calling it a phony championship or whatever. Um, so yeah, I really love Kevin Durant. I think Kyrie's got something to prove. I understand what you're saying about rest. Um, that's a, that's a good point, but I actually, I'm going to agree with you slightly on, do they have enough, like the players to, to step up when those guys are out? And I thought they performed like, remember in the bubble when everyone was like, they were bringing us absolute skeleton squad and they actually performed yeah. a lot better than people expected. Guys like Levert stepped mm-hmm. up, Dinwiddie, Jared Allen was Dinwiddie good in the bubble. Well, yeah, you're right. So mm-hmm. I think those guys could step up on nights off. They probably won't rest Durant and Kyrie together. So I think they could piece together competitive teams on nights that Durant or Kyrie are missing. And I honestly don't think it'll be that many anyway. So I've got them yeah, at number three. Um, he's Kevin Durant. <laughs> um, number two. No, actually, actually to, to say that because we have the Raptors and the Nets, like kind of swap positions, do you want to do a bet on who's going to finish higher? Cause I think um, in yeah, terms I'd of, love to, yeah. <laughs> Yes, because I think that that just works, right? Like we obviously set our ranking, so let's do like a twenty dollars bet who finishes higher in um in the Eastern Conference. Sure. I say sure. I say Raptors. You say you say Brooklyn. Yeah, you're turning me into uh into the heel here. Canada's gonna hate me for this bet, but <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah I'll, honest- I'll take that. I I think the Nets finish higher than the Raptors. Okay, let's do it. All right, let's bet. So that's a twenty dollars bet. You gotta put that, put it on the board, put it on the yeah, board. You heard it here on the podcast. Everyone heard it, yeah. So we could always refer back because I don't know Liam. Like, it's kind of sad, but Liam loves to like kind of just forget about bets. No um, way. So I'm so happy that we are gonna have this live too, or not live, but unrecorded. So I'm gonna clip this part and I'm gonna post it to you every day. <laughs> so you don't. Right, sounds good. Um, sounds good. My and again, not really a breakout player, but I think a key to success underrated player, which is what I'm calling it for the, these top teams, yeah. <laughs> is uh, is Joe Harris, absolute flamethrower, um, one of the best three point shooters in the league, and I think he's uh, well, you know, when it comes to playoff games, playoff time, there's guys like that that absolutely are crucial to your team, guys like Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, 
um, to a lesser extent, but in the bubble last year, we saw how Gary Trent was, was really important for Portland in their fight to just to claw their way into the playoffs. Um, I think Harris could prove to be obviously a really important player who maybe doesn't get the, the credit he deserves as a, a former three point competition champion as well. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think it's mostly because of his contract. I feel that's a uh, large part due to his like kind of hate. I would say, um, I think he was kind of underrated when he was in the Clippers because the Clippers weren't, didn't have that much success at the time. And I think he just because as people saw the size of his contract, I think he's just getting he's getting so overrated now, especially last season too. That I think he's starting to be a little bit underrated again are because you, people just hated him. Are you so talking much. about Tobias Harris or? Oh, wait, I'm, talking about, about? I'm talking about Joe Harris. Oh, Joe Harris. Sorry, my bad, my yeah, bad. No. Oh, my bad, my bad. That's, that's I'm bad. not on the okay, Sixers scratch yet. Scratch that, scratch that. <laughs> um, I, thought, I thought you said Sixers, my bad. But that transitions us into the my second place team, the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, mm-hmm. I just love their moves. They also are a potential James Harden team, um, which would obviously, I think, improve them in the current, um, even if you've got to lose a Ben Simmons. But you can't really add James Harden and get worse, I don't think. Get worse, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I think hopefully Embiid takes a step up, man, for for their sake, and <laughs> yeah, and, you know, is is uh just fit enough to play and play hard for as many minutes as they want him to, and they're going to need him to in the playoffs. If he is, he's an absolute nightmare mismatch for pretty much every team in the league. Yes, um, he's got to get in shape, though. He's got to get in shape. Yeah, and yeah, obviously we've 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 been showing the Sixers love on previous podcasts. Oh my god, yeah. Get, no need to get into it too much, but love what Daryl Morey mm-hmm. does. Morey's also a guy who will make a move in the regular season to make his team better. Um, if he if he see, feels like he needs anything, so he'll he'll go out and do that. So I'm confident of them in season making good moves as well. Um, yeah, fair. my my breakout player for them is Matisse Thibel. Um, oh. Obviously, a huge Thibel fan. Uh, the guy's the guy's statistical profile coming out of college was just off the hook in terms of defensive <laughs> stats. That's why I loved him so much. Um, and I think uh, maybe he could be another one of your your lockdown guard defenders or wing defenders. He can uh, he can defend multiple positions. So those are always valuable come playoff time. Maybe not. That's maybe that's more of a of a playoff breakout than a regular season. If he can just say, yeah. hit corner threes, then I think he'll be a getting a lot more playing time. So but, work but, on your threes, yeah. Matisse. Work yeah, on your he just threes. needs to do that. I agree. I agree. I, I love me with some Matisse Seibel. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were very high on him coming out of the draft in terms yeah. of fantasy-wise. Yeah. And that didn't that work out for you the greatest. No. Because you ended up dropping him. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, no. I, li- I like Matisse Seibel. Um, in terms of breakout, um, I think he could be good. I think there's opportunity for sure. Like you said, he needs to hit the three, though. I don't think he could be on the court with Ben Simmons uh, mm-hmm. just because of lack of shooting. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I like them. If they do make the Harden trade, they'll need someone to pick up the slack defensively. So That's then, true. That would be a lot more beneficial for Matisse. We'll see. As soon as we get a sniff of James Harden to, like, Philly a bit more official, yeah. then I feel like he's going to be gone the next minute from our from our uh, free agency. Yeah. The two Compass podcasts are going to break that one live, by the way, when uh, the Dose Compass <laughs> podcast. We're going to be all over James Harden news. Yeah, we will be 100%. You, you'll hear it here first. No one else. No, yeah. not Shams, not Woj. You're mm-hmm. here. Um, which leaves me with the number one team. It's the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, regular season, they were the number one team last year, and I think they got better. It's really that simple for me. Uh, yeah. I think Holiday's an upgrade over Bledsoe. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I th- <laughs> there you go. They got better. 
I think my breakout player for them is Dante DiVincenzo. Played well last season. Uh, I think he takes another step. He's he's all primed to step up. Like if this is if that if yet last year wasn't the year, I think a lot of people expected him to. But this is year. If he doesn't do it this year, he's never going to do it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, a really good regular season team went out and got better. So I'm going to keep them yeah. in the number one seed. That simple for me. And that's I my agree, list. I agree. All right, so we're we're done it. So that's where ours didn't really differ that much. Um, I thought it was gonna be a lot different actually, but my third seed I have the Raptors. So that's where that was a huge difference between three and six. Um, the reason I have here is not I'm not being biased by any means. Um, I promise. Uh, but it's more like the Raptors just know how to win games in regular season. They are one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. They didn't really like they lost obviously Serge Ibaka and Marcus all were huge losses, but in terms of regular season. Um, success. Um, they weren't, I would say, big factors. They were great for the postseason, of course. They need them. They need every minute to squeeze out of Marcus and, and uh, Serge Ibaka. But in terms of regular season success, uh, I wouldn't say they needed them that much. They only th- those only two team players they lost, but they brought back Boucher. They signed or they, yeah, they signed um, Aaron Baines. So it'll be a nice replacement for them. I think Pe- yeah. Siakam's going to take another step. I think OG's going to take a, a big step. Uh, Freddie's going to just prime to have a bigger role with the payday that he got. So I just think that they're a great, great coach team. They're primed to be get like coach. a lot of wins. Yes. Yes. Great. <laughs> so then I think they're, they're primed to get a lot of wins this regular season. Um, so that's why I have them at three. Uh, number two, I have the Philadelphia 76ers. So we're both high on them. I think it's, I think we're both high on 76ers, but I think rightfully so they've done everything to make this team as optimal as possible. Um, for those two players to to play alongside each other, I'm not. This is the ranking, not bet, betting on James Harden being going to Philly. It's just based off what they have now. They have there. They have Doc Rivers as a coach. They have Danny, uh, not Danny. They have um, Daryl Morey as a, the GM, like we mentioned so many times. And I think they're just primed to make a huge step. I think they're gonna be. They're gonna show Ben Simmons and Joanne B are gonna show why they're gonna be a, a, like a dangerous, dangerous duo. And all the shooting they have around now is just gonna help help them. Right, it's like they like in terms of statistics, they might not be um, favored to to be in that third second spot, but I think those statistics won't be able to take into account kind of what they gained and what they lost, and I think it's going to be. I think a lot of people are going to be shocked to see the San Francisco do as well as they are, because they're just looking from the outside. Like they didn't really do that much, but what they actually did was improve more than just big names or big salaries or anything like that. Yeah. So and I'm really high needed. on the 76ers. They needed that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm really high on the 76ers. Um, I think they'll be around the two area, and that's where I have them. So, yeah. And then number one, I have the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, to everything like what kind of what you said, uh, I think they just improved. Um, they Bud Budenholzer, Budenholzer knows how to win regular season games. Yeah. He knows how to win Eastern Conference like titles, <laughs> and I think there's really no change. Like they. Had some a, a couple key losses, I think, but I don't think it'll be enough. They had a, a huge upgrade in point guard. I don't think it's going to be um, enough to sway their kind of grasp on that number one spot. So I have the Bucks at number one. So those are my top three uh, for the Eastern Conference. But yeah, so that we finished. Um, I don't know if Liam can see. I'm going to show you just like some X's and stuff. This is like what this is like my. So I had like a lot of the different um, things team scratched out put in and stuff like that um it's gonna be a tough one it's gonna be a very interesting season like we said it's gonna be one through six is gonna be an absolute shit show uh it's gonna be so fun to see 
especially with COVID and everything. Um, yeah, it's just be interesting how players adapt to what's happening. And I think it's going to be an intense, intense Eastern Conference, uh, Eastern Conference, probably tougher than we've actually seen in a while. So everyone just get ready for that. Yep. I'm excited, man. Yeah. This is this, like you, you just said it, Dan, it's going to be super competitive Eastern Conference. Um, more than most competitive in that in since I can remember. So yeah, let's see uh, if our predictions are right. Obviously we <laughs> both can't be right. Uh, they probably won't all be right, but uh, mm-hmm. it's going to be super tight. It's going to be fun to track. Yeah, I agree. All right. So that being said, we got our rankings out. Um, look forward to the Western conference rankings coming out pretty soon. Not sure an exact date as uh, it's pretty busy for us around this time. And, um, but yeah, it's going to be coming out soon, hopefully. But and but we have these rankings out for the Eastern Conference, and obviously it's ones that I'm privy to watch at great times because I'm in the East Coast. Liam, you're in the West Coast, um, so I'm not sure what teams you'll be watching, depending on well, the time and stuff like that. Living out west is great, dang! So I get home from work, and games are already on. But then the late games aren't even late games; they're just regular time games. So, so I get what, to what watch time both. are the games? So. Does it like four? Was it like four yeah, o'clock for like you? The, the game on? start at four, and then the late game starts at like seven. So. Oh, that's actually actually never mind. Yeah, that you're then you're blessed. What the hell? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so yeah. I'm so you're that. you're good. You're good. Yeah. In terms of yeah, I guess in terms of maybe well probably because your work is um in terms of your working hours it's really suited for you, mm-hmm. but um four o'clock might not be suited for everyone yeah. type thing. But uh yeah, seven o'clock is like usually where I watch all my basketball. I'm gonna have NBA league pass this year. So I'll be watching all those bad teams play, um, majority just for my fantasy players. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. So we'll see. But now transitioning into something very juicy that you guys are always, always so lucky to hear, and that's basically free money. Free money, right? Yeah. Free money. Locks are. Uh, we were on fire with the locks last time. Liam's locks are. Yeah, what, you were. Uh, I don't know, seven two, nine uh, and two on the season, something like that. Something some crazy. Of that, yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely ridiculous. So I took a look at some uh, some season props, um, and I've got four season props picked out here that I'm that I'm hoping are, are going to be winners for you guys. Um, and the first one, and this is just Eastern Conference, obviously. Have some more Western conferences um, when we do that pod. But I'm mm-hmm. looking at Atlanta Hawks to make the playoffs. No, is two point one five. So that's slightly above plus money. So bet ten dollars or turn twenty one fifty. Just because I think. Like we said, Dan, looking at those top seven teams, I think that's a fairly locked in top seven from Pacers and up. So that's seven teams. So, you know, there's almost no way the Hawks get an automatic um, spot in the playoffs. Like they're not finishing top six. And then there's, they'd have to beat out the Wizards for the eight seed, which could happen. But even if they do, maybe they lose the play-in game. Again, this isn't just to make the playoff game, play-in game. This is to be a top eight team in the playoffs. So I think even a team like the Magic, or I'm a little higher on the Bulls, maybe you're higher on the Hornets, could sneak ahead of them if if things uh, if things go right for them. So I think at plus money, getting the Hawks to miss the playoffs is a good shout in a really like competitive one. Eastern yeah. Conference. That is a good show. I like because nothing. Uh, yeah, like I totally agree with you. Nothing is guaranteed past that like seven, I believe. Yeah. So yeah, anything could happen, especially in a one and done, as we saw so many times in college basketball. Um, mm-hmm. Anything could happen, and there. I mean, by then, maybe, who knows, but there probably won't be any fans in the stadium, if not minimal fans. So having that home court might not be that big of an advantage, depending on who's, gets the home court, who gets a home court and obviously state legislation and everything with COVID. Yeah. But 
Yeah, I think I totally agree with you that that's pretty good value. And I definitely go for that. Um, so my next three are all kind of linked together. The rationale is similar and it's under win percentages. Cause right now they have win percentages, not win totals up, I guess, just in case COVID messes up and they yeah, or, or rares its ugly head and the game and the season yeah. gets cut short. But so the win percentage for the whipping boys, as we described them earlier, that's the Knicks, <laughs> Pistons, and Cavaliers. They're all hovering around between 30 and 32%. So I think you take under on all three of those in a more competitive <laughs> conference. I think at least two of the three of those hit because who are those teams going to beat? So they've got to win over, they've got to win four of 10 games. If they win three of 10 games, they're not beating that percentage. So four of 10 games, and they've got to beat teams that are better than them. Like say one of the teams, yeah. they can get two wins from the other two. Um, but then they've got to beat a team teams ahead of them. I don't see them winning four out of every 10 games. I see them winning three or less. It wouldn't shock me to see these teams go on 10 game losing streaks and absolutely tank it. Um, yeah. And I know we said maybe tanking would be a little less, but for these three teams, I don't think so. The tanks already begun for the Pistons for goodness sake. Um, yeah, the I agree. It's not and much like, better. And, and, and to your point, like, um, because the Knicks division is absurd with Brooklyn yeah, 76ers, exactly. Celtics, and Raptors, yeah. like they're going to be playing those teams a bit more often than, for example, I don't know, the Bulls, Magic, Hornets, people that are like ahead of them, um, even the Pistons in Cleveland. So, yeah, they're going to, you're playing essentially the four of the top five teams more than than anyone else will yeah. like that's not that's not a good sign so the win, the Knicks is 30.5 percent I'm going under on that I think I think these teams could finish around 25 percent they win one of four games um as a yeah, pattern throughout the season um under 31.5 percent on the Pistons under 35.1 percent on the Cavs on the Cavs sorry um like I said like who are these teams going to beat they're garbage even if one of them maybe is a little bit better, I really think you're hitting at least two out of these three bets could hit all three. Exactly. Um, and then even then, even then, and then even then uh, you're in the plus, right? Yeah. So exactly. That, that's pretty, honestly, I agree. I totally agree with that. Go for all three and for sure, at least two are going to hit. Yeah. I don't see why they wouldn't like, even like the Pistons, you're going to be kind of um, sweating in that last little bit. But if the Pistons are not doing anything, they're not. There's not. They're not keeping Blake Griffin and and Derek and Derrick Rose. I would so be like, absolutely shocked if they have Blake Griffin and Derrick Rose on their roster at the end of the season. Yeah, same with me. So even then, that's more of a more of a kind of a step for you to get that money because I think they're just going to be worse, even worse after that because those are two pretty good players. Absolutely. So yeah, those are uh, my three bets on uh, on Eastern Conference regular season props. I like my four, that. My four bets, I guess. Three unders really and, a, and a team to not make the playoffs. So I'm not really risking too much at the top, <laughs> but I'm going to be cheering for teams to, totally to fail miserably. That's always fun. Totally fair. If you were if you were to bet um, on a team, depending on the odds, I'm not sure if you have it in front of you. Yeah, I can um, pull it up. I've got them right here. Yeah, pull it up. Pull it up quickly and to win the Eastern Conference to off win, the top of your yeah. head. It, not 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 like a not a Liam Log, but just off the top of your head. No. the best odds to win the Eastern Conference for you. What do you like? Because I don't think the Bucks are a guarantee. I think they're nope. obviously more likely they're going to be the favorites. But like, if you were to pick a, like a kind of based on the odds, who do you like? Based on the odds, Dan, we got the Philadelphia 76ers at 6.5. So that's the tied for third favorite. Um, okay. So okay. I would I would lean Philadelphia, Philadelphia 76ers if I were to have a bet on that. Um, mm-hmm. Also, by the way, Raptors 10.0. 10. 
So if you're a Raptors really? fan and you want to put something down on that, there you go. That's uh, ten dollars would pay out a hundred. Bro, why why not? Why not even just throw like even if you're just like a, a low key gambler? Why not just throw three dollars on it? You gain thirty bucks if you win. Yeah, um, that, that's not so bad. I, I I wouldn't mind that one actually to be honest, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't mind Sixers at six point five. The Nets and the Bucks are at three point six. I think that's too high in what's going to be a really competitive Eastern Conference. I I don't think the Nets. I don't think that, like I would bet money that they're not going to finish in the top three more than i would bet them finishing first does that yeah. make sense yeah 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 so. that does make sense um so yeah i'd be looking at sixers or raptors if i were to bet on a uh a conference winner right now uh, and this is all through bet 365 right just to confirm because obviously yep. some some will be a little different than others but uh yeah this is through yeah. me and liam bet through bet 365 a lot yep. especially we, we did well you do more so than i have but i have a bet of a fair bit on on football this season and uh and that's how, kind of how i made my money for miami i had them winning the eastern conference in the beginning of the playoffs for, before the bubble yep. and i won about like 40 50 bucks so it was a pretty it was pretty good odds and i had faith in the in the squad also and this one's a little bit so this is uh this is what i think is an absolute lock but it's really low odds is the miami yeah. heat to win their division so in their division is charlotte atlanta washington and orlando Miami Heat to win their division, which oh, is a yeah. garbage division. They're one point three. Yeah. So if you wanted, if you're like a, a high roller and you want to put like hundred and fifty dollars on that, it would pay out like I don't know. You could win like forty, fifty bucks. I think that's yeah, free. Say, I think that's if you, free if you bet a hundred, that's thirty bucks. Yeah, yeah. if you bet a hundred, it's thirty bucks. So yeah. Um, or yeah, if you wanted free, to throw that into a parlay with maybe another division winner that you're super confident confident on. Um, just don't I think it's the Atlantic is that the one the Raptors are in I think it's the Atlantic yeah uh, don't division. do that one don't do that one <laughs> that's only what I would advise not to do or you could go across uh, the bu- a different sport but I yeah, at yeah. 1.3 it's not fantastic value but I think it's an absolute lock to happen like they're they're winning I think, they're the, by far the best team in that division right yeah I think I think the Bucks division I would say probably is a, a decent lock too right like oh, they is. have I think the, but the Bucks are the it's the Bucks Pacers Bulls Pistons Calves but the Bucks are 1.03 yeah. So that's about $100 oh, okay. to win that's $3. So at that point, it's not yeah. really worth it. I think yeah, there's slight value in 1.3 because then a bet 100 win 30. Yeah. Better than that's that 100 that's win fair. 3. That's fair. Um, yeah. So no, th- those are great tips. I mean, getting people ready, all those betters ready um, for the season. I think we, we've done a fairly good job. I mean, like I said, I, we um, kind of advise, kind of go against betting anything between those like two to six um get find your value in terms of what they have and maybe put a cheeky five or a cheeky tenor on it depending on what your your price point is um but yeah i think those ones that liam mentioned as locks are 100 percent locks and you guys should definitely take that free money free money people yeah how do you, how do you not like that we'll hear we'll hear back at the end of the season when i go oh for four oh for four oh for five and uh people are out, <laughs> people are ringing my neck but no, yeah. no, no chance that goes over five. I'm saying that's at least those five that I just gave out are for 80%, four for five, at least. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I'm definitely gonna put some money on those too. So yeah. Oh yeah. So I'll be back to my bets as well. <laughs> um, All right. So I think that kind of caps off, unless you have anything else to say, Liam, that kind of caps off. No, Dan, I'm, uh, I'm looking for forward conference to ranking. You somehow tricked me into betting against the Raptors when naturally I'd want to cheer for the Raptors over this dirty <laughs> Nets. Um, so you pulled one over my head on that, but 
I but guess it's money like a is money. It's a, it's yeah, a win-win. There you go. It's a hedge. The it's an emotional go ahead. hedge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, so I'm looking welcome. forward to this, man. Let's uh, get this yeah. season rolling. We got fantasy yeah, teams wait. to, to yes. track. We got real. Yes. We got some bets we're going to be tracking with some season over-unders. Yes, we yes, got uh, playoff matchups that we're going to be looking forward to. Rivalries mm-hmm. developing. It's going to be fun. Man. Yeah. Yeah, we got the, and we'll keep track of these rankings for the end of the season. We'll do a pod at the end and cut track what points. And then we'll see who wins between yep. uh, Liam and I. Um, and then, so I think for the most part, um, we kind of covered everything. And I think we're going to try, I don't know about you, Liam, but we'll try to get, while the f- season started, we'll see how it goes and how heavy the news is. We'll try to get a weekly pod, maybe not too long, just basically some kind of uh, lookers who we have. Yeah, just some notes on basically what we see weekly with fantasy. Some weeks there might not be any. Maybe we'll just shoot the shit and see. Maybe, kind of maybe uh, troll some people in our fantasy league. Who knows? But yeah, maybe a fantasy corner yeah. for five ten minutes. A yeah, betting exactly. corner for five ten minutes. Exactly. We'll, we'll yeah. keep it real. It won't be long. Yeah, we've been doing long. We've been putting the work for these ones, and like they're not all going to be an hour long because the beginning of the season was full of news. Yeah. The free agency draft, and uh, now fantasy draft, basketball coming around the your, corner. Your rankings. You got your note. Yeah. Your stuff you got to get out there. But so. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be a lot of news coming out with like, oh no, who knows, Harden and a bunch of other stuff, a bunch of other players that come into play for different teams. Um, but yeah, I think uh, for the most part, we'll try to get the Western Conference rankings out as soon as possible. It might be after um, the season starts, so it'll be a little post Western Conference. But I mean, I doubt the first two, yeah. three games are going to even matter for her rankings. No, I'll lock mine much in. Unless, I'll lock mine unless, in before yeah, anyway. Exactly, exactly. Unless a major injury happens, but uh, hope not, <laughs> knock on wood. But um, yeah, so I think for the most part, th- this will be out soon. And I'm looking forward to seeing the Western Conference rankings and doing that weekly fantasy pod. Um, I know I'm in a bunch of leagues um, just to get prepared to help you guys the best for fantasy. I think I'm in about four or five leagues now and advising in one or two. So I'll be my full my fill of uh, fantasy basketball this year. Uh, yeah. We'll see what happens. And I'm in one league. And I'm going to focus all my time and energy on kicking Dan's butt in that one league. <laughs> so he'll, he might come out at the end of the season with excuses. Well, I was in four other leagues, but I don't no, care. No, 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 I'm no, I'm not. I'm going to kick your butt in this like league. And, and that's how I, that's how I'm going to do it. Honestly, to be, to be fair, I've, I like this. I love my draft that I had for a keeper Me league. Too. I love it. I, do you I want to give, I love why it. don't you give your, your, your five picks quick and I'll give my five just to, as a very picks? last thing to right. do it quick. Okay, so let me just bring it up quickly. I know off the top, so I started my first... So I didn't have a first-round pick uh, this year in my Keeper League. I traded that for Jason Tatum. And uh, it was part of the package. It wasn't a whole one-for-one <laughs> switch. Uh, we keep eight teams, so technically the first will be like a ninth pick. But also you have the incoming rookies and, and people like yeah. players people drop. So it's not directly correlated to a ninth round in fantasy. Um, but yeah, so it was like basically a package, but my first-round pick was included. Don't regret it at all because I have Jason Tatum. So of course not. Uh, I didn't have my first round pick. I do have. I did draft Mike Conley with my in the second round. There's a guy we like pre-draft. That was a guy we like. Yeah, I think people are really down on him, and rightfully so. He had a terrible season last year, but I think he definitely poised to bounce back a little bit. It was more like a little bit of a swing, but I got him in the second round. So like, I'm not too disappointed in that. Um, and then I got. Uh, I picked up. I believe Larry Nance. In the third round, I believe. Um, let me double check. Don't the, hate it. Yeah, uh, Larry Nance, and then I got. Uh, who did I get? Was it? Oh yeah, and then I got Bobo in the third round. <laughs> this is near Bobo. the end. 
Uh, and I, then I got, cause honestly, I, we, I love me some Bobo. I think just watching his, like, um, those house of highlights videos of him, like, oh yeah, Bobo so versatile yeah. him pull, pulling up for a three year and then like ceiling, dunking the sure. next play. I yeah. Ceiling. So, um, I don't know. It's just a fun, it, we're playing a keeper league. So why not? Yeah. In my opinion. Um, and then I have, I got Aaron Baines for some solid, like big, I needed Bainsy. a big, so I got him my fourth. Yeah. Um, I got him pretty late. I'm surprised he was still on the board. I guess people are just like high on Chris Boucher taking majority of the minutes. I like that. Who pick. knows? Yeah, so I think he'll be some good usage for me. Um, so, yeah, so I everybody's a fourth. Needed some uh, kind of backup for my bigs. And then I got my last pick. I picked up Lou Dort from OKC. He had a great bubble. Um, he's one of those young guys that you're just taking a swing at at that point. There's, like, there's no there's no other way about it. You're, when you're with your last pick in a keeper league, you're not really picking for, like, um, usage and you're not trying your best to get out of that player. You're just, just swinging for the fences, essentially. So. And he's Canadian. If I drop him. Yeah, and he's Canadian. So um, if I drop him, I drop him. Yeah. Not a big and deal. And he'll turn into the but... next Shea Gilgis Alexander. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because it's very eerie that I picked a guard who's Canadian on OKC. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just I just don't want to I don't wanna make that same mistake, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, so those are my five. Who are yours? Um, I got Killian Hayes, uh, Derek White, Rich Homie, Rashawn Holmes, um, <laughs> Joe Harris. And on Yeka Akongu. Um, nice, nice. And then I was able to shift some guys to the waiver wire and picked up Alexi Pokusevsky and Derek nice. Jones I was Jr. looking into him. I was looking into him. I think, uh, yeah, so I ended up putting Larry Nance in the IR because I don't know if he's, I kind of, I knew, I thought my players were going to start in the beginning of the season. Larry Nance is a little bit iffy one, so I'm like, why not just throw him in the IR? Uh, and then I picked up Kevin Porter from the same team, Cleveland. So um, I like his upside. Yeah. But uh, who knows what he's going to do. But yeah, I like the, I like the Alex, Alexei Pakish. I was actually looking at him, but I'm like, I was, very, I was being very stubborn. I'm like, oh, my, my draft was good. I don't, I'm not going to put anyone IR. And then I thought about it. I'm like, that's just a waste of like a, like a spot. You might as well just keep someone. You just toss them either way. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I like that. I, pre- I appreciate you going for those youngins. Yeah. All right, Daniel. All right. What do you got to say? Well, honestly, it was a great pod. We're looking forward to doing the Western Conference rankings. Like I said, we'll get to that to you guys soon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully, we helped you guys kind of just circle back to fantasy. Hope we helped you guys a lot with the marathon. Hope you guys enjoyed it, and good luck on your fantasy seasons. And hopefully, this these rankings are interesting for you. See our takes. If you disagree, agree. Let us know at two compass podcast at gmail dot com. Um, and see, like I've just obviously Liam's hating on the Raptors, so <laughs> just hate on him for hating on the Raptors. Send send us his emails. It's for the money, guys. It's nothing personal. <laughs> All right, Liam, take us out of here. Take us out of here. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Just play us off into the sunset with me whispering <laughs> Christian Wood for MVP. Christian Wood for MVP. <laughs> he looks great. I know. <laughs> he looks great. He does. He does. He's going to be does. awesome. I, yeah. I, honestly, and I have some stock in Christian Wood. I'll give you that. I have some stock in Christian Wood in some of my league. So. Yeah. You should. As should anyone in any <laughs> fantasy league. You should be looking to get Christian Wood. All right. Well, thank you, Liam, again. Another great pod, and uh, hopefully see you soon. Thank you. And uh, you know what? Everyone out there listening, sit your butt on your couch this week and watch some NBA. It's finally here. Yes, sir. Christmas basketball.